Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company, all right? We're a movement of everyday folks like you and me who are letting beauty break through the noise so it can transform our culture from the inside out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so pumped you're here. All right, y'all, we are in the countdown to two very important moments, okay? The first is, of course, our summer package to patrons. For those who are new to Love Good, we put out a seasonal package every three months, music, books, art, incredible apparel, and merchandise, all for the sake of transforming culture through beauty. And last week on the podcast, we had my boy, Jake, from the Riverside, and they've got this beautiful new project called Snow Giant that is going into our higher-level patron packages with an autograph to boot. And this week, of course, we have Jillian Edwards, an incredible singer-songwriter based here in Nashville. She's married to Will Chapman of Colony House, and all I can say is she is so talented. She's got a heart of gold. She reminds me of Ellie Holcomb. She's just incredible. And uh, not only is her brand new project, Meadow, autographed and featured in this package as well, we've also got the second big countdown being a live stream with Jillian Edwards. Yes, you heard me right. We are doing another one of these amazing live stream concerts, just like we did with Scott Mulvihill about a month ago. We're doing one with Jillian Edwards. All those details will be announced about halfway through the episode. But know that there's a lot of amazing things coming your way, especially if you're a patron. Have I mentioned anything about our masks? Yes, Love Good is putting out our very own branded masks. And honestly, they're the coolest masks I've seen. They're comfortable, they're sleek. I'm assuming they're effective. I mean, we're all kind of hoping that our, our medical experts are are doing us right and telling us that we have to wear masks. And frankly, there's certain places that you just have to have a mask on to go inside, like Costco and my home parish. All right, so if you're anything like me, you're probably just waiting for the coolest mask on planet Earth to just arrive at your doorstep. And frankly, that's gonna be happening for many of our patrons in a matter of mere days. We've also got this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful third edition of a prayer book called Orazio. I know we say this every three months because it's always true. This is the best package yet. Anyways, lots more to come on that. For now, I just want you to sit tight and get comfortable because you're about to be inspired out of your mind by Jillian Edwards. You're gonna hear stories behind some of the songs on her brand new project, Meadow. You're also just gonna get to hear her heart of gold on full display. I was so moved and inspired by this entire conversation. I kind of felt like I was on a mini retreat with Jillian the entire time we were talking. And again, there's a super exciting announcement with details about a live stream concert we're doing with her, well, in a matter of days, all right? So hold on to your hats. Sit back and relax and enjoy in just a moment this beautiful, beautiful conversation with Jillian Edwards. What if there's nothing to be afraid of? I think you're closer than my blood. What if you're in the lines on my hands? I think your heart is beating in my chest. And I need only to breathe in your Inside, when I wander on my own, you come and find me. You always find me. 
Well, Jillian Edwards, thank you so much for joining us on the Love Good Podcast today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be talking to you. Yeah. And I'm doing great. It's sunny outside. So I know. My world is my world is good. And there's never a guarantee of sun in Asheville, is there? No, you don't expect it, but it rains a lot more than you would think, right? I know, I know. I find it a little bit sad because we don't live in the UK. We should get more sunlight in this country. That's how I see it anyways. But it's just so good to have you on the podcast, to know that in a matter of weeks, actually, I think within a week of the album's release, your new album, many hundreds of our patrons are going to be listening to it themselves. Um, I can't believe it. Thank you. I know. And before we jump into any of that, I thought we could just sort of maybe take a little walk down memory lane because uh, you might know this, but Love Good really exists to help people raise their standard for music, books, art, movies, to just be even more intentional about the media they consume. So sometimes it's really fun to get a sense of, okay, what media, what music, what even movies in childhood have really shaped you through the years. So just do a lightning round. Are you ready for this? Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. 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 So the first thing is your favorite movie from childhood and and just briefly why? Father of the Bride, one and two. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And that thing you do. And that thing you do. Wow. Those are classics. Those are classics. classics. Yeah, I would say it was Father of the Bride that kind of sealed the deal for Steve Martin. I've been a lifelong fan ever since. He's so great. Yeah. He's so great. Were you tempted? Yes, I love those those movies. Were you tempted like I was to take his mastermind course? Did you see that he came out with this? It's like a (gasps) 10 part series on how to be funny. No way. Yeah, it's really expensive. So I I did did not see that, but I respect him a lot. I know. I know. Classic. That's really good. Favorite book that you've read in the last year? Mm, Pursuit of Christ by Tozer. Tozer, yes. Have you read that? I've actually read, I think, most of it, if not all of it, on my Kindle about four years ago. Oh, it's so good. And I am am not a big reader, but this past year, that, that book was kind of the beginning of, okay, books are good. I need books. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, just give me like a little snapshot of of Tozer because he's one of the most quoted people out there, especially these days. You hear about him a lot. What what really jumped out at you in the reading of that book? Was there a particular truth of who God is? What was it? So much. One, this, in the past year, I read The Pursuit of Christ for the second time because I loved it so much. The first time, probably the, one of the biggest quotes that stood out to me was, and all this won't be exactly right, but it's it is not what a man does that makes his work sacred or secular. It's why he does it. And I just love that because that has always been my thought in the kind of songs I write, you know, love songs, relationship songs, hymns, you know, prayerful songs. I pray that the Holy Spirit fills all of it you know, and that it's all an offering to him. So I, that just makes my heart leap when that is recognized, you know, and, and God is not, you know, holy work is not put in such a limited box as sometimes I think we're, we're quick to do. The second time I read it in this past year, the quote that stood out to me most is I've adopted the quote as my own mission statement, actually for this record, and it's a little longer, so I don't know if I can do it all, but it's it's actually his 
in sort of the what is it called the pre like the what's pref- it called at the, the beginning preface of the book? or the foreword maybe yes the preface yeah he he puts his mission statement for the pursuit of Christ at the beginning of the book and the second I read that I was like that's my mission statement for Meadow for this record and it's to aid God's hungry children so to find him and he says like none of this is new here many have gone before me and found much profound more profound deeper mysteries than I have but if my if my flame is not large it is it's at least real. And there may be those who can light their candle at its flame. I totally butchered that. It's much more beautifully said, but something about that. I'm just like, yes, this is not about the size or, you know, the, the circle of influence. It's about the depth of what these songs and the, the things I feel like God has spoken to me in them how I can share those with even one other person, so. Yeah, yeah, and even in reading your kind of up-to-date bio and and latest press release on Meadow, that really comes across that there's this real desire for what you're doing as an artist, as a Christian, for it to have a, a pure offering, right? For there to not be all of the kind of ridiculous worldly ambitions that most of us really do get entangled by. And even in a an industry like Christian music, which I know that, you know, you're obviously in and out of that world. You've got a cover record. You've got songs that are also out there in the EDM space. So it's not like you're even really totally pigeonholed by a genre anyways. But what is it about life, even as Christians in the world, that makes it so hard to not get wrapped up in expectations, hopes, and those worldly ambitions. Like we're kind of jumping into content. I wanted to do a few more of the lightning rounds, but this is too <laughs> I know, good. sorry, I realized that was not a lightning answer <laughs> <laughs> I gave you. That was more of a thunderstorm that lasted for a week answer. I, I'm all about it. And and how do you navigate that, you know? And you're not the only one in, in your network and in your family and in your community who's navigating that as well. How do you guys do it together? As far as the expectations of, you know, what is success and sort of that. Yes. And that keeping the artistry pure, keeping your intentions pure around what you do. Yeah. I mean, that is a moment by moment choice and battle. You know, it's really easy for me. You know, my human nature is to coast. And to just float along and that's what the enemy would love is for there to be, you know, a detachment from the deep intention that as a child of God, as someone who knows, you know, I know, you know, the voice of God in my life. I've experienced him and and to detach from my experience as his beloved child is to coast through my day and through my work without intention. And so, yeah, it's, it's the everyday ongoing choice and practice of what is it to delight in his presence and, and, you know, God put your desires in my heart. You know, I, I'm open for whatever you want. And, and that, that doesn't come natural for, you know, my flesh that, so it's not a one-time decision. It's an everyday renewal of surrender to God and His purposes. And and that's where the most joy is. You know, it sounds like maybe from the outside looking in to surrender 
dreams or surrender what, you know, I think success might look like. That might sound restricting, but really that's where all the freedom lies because then anything can happen if I'm not the one in control, you know, so. Yeah, it's amazing because I think most of the world is beginning to wake up to some of these truths. I mean, even people who are far from church or far from faith, they're realizing, okay, maybe they've lost their job or they lived in quarantine now for a couple of months. Uh, You can't help but begin asking these big questions. And a lot of people have probably coasted through life until now. And suddenly they're forced to be intentional. They're forced to, again, like really ask the big questions of where I came from, where I'm going, what my life is all about. And I think that's a a beautiful insight and a really timely one right now, because I think a lot of people are feeling a bit desperate and kind of wondering where is all this going? And I'm curious, what have been your reflections in quarantine? How are you guys hanging in there as a family? Obviously it's you, Will, and is it Fannie Mae? Willow Mae, Willow Faye. Willow Faye, yes, we we call her Faye, but she's named after her dad, Will. So her name's Willow, so Willow good. Faye, but yeah, she she knows she's Willow Faye, but we're, we mostly call her Faye. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I already talked about that thing you do. I don't know if you're how familiar you are with that movie, I've but seen there's it a, a times. there's a loose character reference to a character named Faye in that movie. <laughs> nice. But yes. Well, I will say the beginning was the hardest. You know, we had my husband was on one of the best tours of his life as a band with Colony House. They were on, you know, just a really life-giving tour and he had to come home, you know, three weeks early from that, from just, you know, r- living right in the middle of seeing the fruit of all their hard work. So he had to come home right in the middle of that, which I was, you know, alone with our daughter. So I was obviously bummed for him, but selfishly like, oh, yay, I'm not single parenting. <laughs> I have all, I have all the help now. And he is. So on that end of things, it's been just so awesome and rare for us as a family to have so much time together because touring is such a a factor of our lives the last few years mostly on his on his side of things so that's been really life-giving is just the day in day out every day time together and I think yeah after the after the beginning of quarantine where it was like okay what's happening and we finally could adjust our expectations of the year, you know, 2020 as musicians, you know, I was hoping to do some touring this fall and, and, you know, I had some dates that had to go away in April and May and he had all sorts of things that had to go away too because of what's going on. So once we kind of readjusted our mindsets and sort of let go of our expectations of what we thought 2020 would look like, we're trying to just soak it up, soak up all this time together. So that's that's where we're at right now, soaking it up. It's a great place to be. And it's really easy to miss the graces of this moment and really of any moment, right? When life is crazy, busy, or as you put it earlier, just coasting. You know, there's so much to say about intentionality as a family, as an artist, mm-hmm. as a human being, as a beloved son or daughter of God. That intentionality goes so far. I would love to jump into the album because it is just full of intentionality, full of really 
beautiful moments. And the opening line of Whisper Him, which is the opening track of, of the project, says, in a world dressed in sorrow, show me the delight of being human. Like, whoa. You know, that's, that's not a sentence I have ever heard in my entire life, you know? <laughs> and, and I suppose this is the constant wonder and awe that I have working with and coming alongside artists is there's, there's never, we're never done exhausting the mystery of who God is and the mystery of, of the human experience. So I'm just curious, you know, it's seven tracks, right? Meadow. Yes. Do you mind just kind of giving us a brief overview of uh, of what brought this album about? Obviously, it's been a few years since you've had a kind of a, a major studio release. And yes. this is certainly the first time in a while that you've had all original songs as well. Tell us about Meadow. Yes. Well, thank you for asking. Throughout the last year, I have been so grateful that I've really felt like God has I always say he scooted me up into this album, into this sort of musical shift, because this is also, this is my first record in a few years to release, but it's also my first record ever really intentionally stepping into a faith-based music space. So I've, I've written plenty of songs that are prayerful and, you know, about my relationship with God, but they've been sprinkled in and surrounded by lots of other types of songs. So this is my first time where I, I really felt prompted to write these songs and really felt prompted just over time over the last you know few years and really in the last year that these kind of songs and you know writing songs that are full of truth that my own heart needs to hear, that's the most life-giving for me. So so yeah, and then I, I got, I had the privilege of working and writing with people who I really respect. And so I co-wrote a lot of these songs on this record and really felt like these people came alongside me and really made this record what I, what I'm so happy it came to be. So I, the heart of it is that I wanted to give language to those moments in life where circumstances are out of our control and which is all the time right but something happens that's a plot twist it's not in your plan and tragedy hits or sorrow hits or maybe it's just you know it maybe it doesn't look as dramatic as something like that maybe it's just you're in a complacent spot you're in a rut or something happens that you don't know how to to process or your life asks you a question that you don't have an answer for, or, you know, death happens around you. And I wanted to give language to those moments where our faith is shaken, where you can, you can be broken and you can be questioning God, but you can still be leaning into him and you can still be hanging on to that. You know him, you know, his character, you have experienced what it is to be his friend and to be his beloved. And so that's what you hang on to in those moments when it can be tempting to believe otherwise. So I wanted to give language to those moments. And I also wanted to give language to when you are just resting in the richness of, of God's presence, 
you have this fearless childlike wonder. So the combination of, you know, those are kind of opposing moments. It's like when, when you're feeling total peace from the Holy Spirit. And then when, on the other hand, when all these circumstances are going on, you can't control. I wanted Meadow as a whole, as a whole record to be, Meadow is the name I gave for that secret place of abundance within us. That is the life of Christ. And so knowing that we have access to that secret place, to the spirit of God, to his complete fullness at all times, no matter you know how unsteady the world is around us, no matter what we're facing, no matter what sorrow we're facing, we always have that that place with God. And so that's what I wanted meadow to be. The picture of a meadow, it's kind of visually, it's that Psalm 23, quiet waters and the grassy hill and you know, it's not that life always looks like that. It's that we always have that place within us that we can rest in no matter how crazy things are. So that was a long answer, but that's what I hope I can offer in this record. All right, you have no idea how hard it has been for me to hold back on this incredible and exciting, and I would say for some of us, life-changing announcement. I'm not even kidding. Jillian Edwards live. Okay, no, we can't bring her to your living room. Not yet anyways. No, she's not going back on tour. Not yet. But she is coming into the Love Good studio Thursday night to be a part of one of our live streams, all right? So if you're not yet on our very exclusive, very exciting live stream email update notification list, whatever you want to call it, you need to go to lovegoodlive.com right now and get signed up, okay? Not only does that give you immediate access to the live stream, as soon as it goes live, we'll send you an email reminder with the link, everything you need. This is also the only way you're going to get access to a meet and greet, basically a Q&A over Zoom with Jillian after the show. So everybody go to lovegoodlive.com, get signed up, go ahead and mark your calendar because Thursday night is going to blow the roof off and of course spread the word because everybody is welcome. We want as many people tuned in Thursday night as possible. You're some of the first people to hear about it, but we're gonna be talking about it for the next 48 hours, big time on social media and we just would love your help. So get the word out. Again, all the details are at lovegoodlive.com. To not be afraid of that tension, as you put it, of faith-shaking moments and faith-solidifying moments, you know? Yes. Wherever we find ourselves to turn into the presence of God, to lean into His providence, to find that secret place that I believe elsewhere you described as a, a place of unshakable joy. The world wants unshakable joy. The world wants that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think what's so amazing is you even said that this was the first time you really felt prompted to do an album like this. You know, it reminds yes. me a little bit of, of Ellie Holcomb, who I know you've collaborated with. I love Ellie. Because, yeah, she went from obviously singing BGVs for her husband mm -hmm. and doing, you know, a very cool, like, folk Americana thing with him. And then she just started writing songs that she had to sing. And they weren't yes. Drew Holcomb and the Neighbor type songs. They were... Right what went on to become, you know, her her first record. And now there's been a couple since. And I'm curious for you as an artist, what's that journey been like? 
has that been kind of easy to navigate and to just trust your instincts along the way? Do you sometimes feel pressure to, I don't know, be someone that you're not? Or has it just been a pretty natural progression where perhaps your next record is, you know, something completely different? You know, what's that journey been like for you as an artist? Well, thanks for asking. I think between the last about five years, I became a mother and we're about eight years into marriage now. And during that window of time is when I was questioning, like, what is the next record for me? What is what is my next collection of songs? And I just, I kept feeling like I didn't have a vision for what was next. And I was not about to record a record just because it was time to record a record. I can't afford to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to wait until I felt like I had a vision for the next one because I've always, every time I've recorded an album, it's because I know what I want it to be like. And I have a few songs I'm, I'm just, I've been sitting on and I'm just anxious to get them out. And, and I just, there was a pause there and I was becoming a mother going through pregnancy. And then I had our daughter and then, you know, the newborn stage and then all the things she's two and a half now, but it was just, well, and all the while. So there was a bit of a pause on what do I release as an artist, as Jillian Edwards, what's my next album? But as far as songwriting, that didn't slow down because I was writing for TV and film through all of this, through a publishing deal. So I actually, you know, legally have to write a certain number of songs and, and for assignments, for commercials and things like that. So I was still operating in music and writing, but it was just a different type and it was a different muscle of songwriting and it was just the perfect thing to give me the space and time to really wait for you know what does my next release look like as as an artist and I'll still continue to write the tv and film stuff but to answer your question as far as what's next I do believe that as an artist and as you know someone who wants to play my songs and look in the eyes of other people while I'm singing these songs and communicate truth that's important to me, that will be in this faith-based space because those are the kind of shows I want to play. Like those are the kind of places I want to go. And those are the conversations I want to have are about, are the conversations that we're having right now. Like this is so incredible that this is work. Like I love talking about all this. I can't believe I get to do it. So as an artist, I really feel like God has prompted me to, you know, operate in this faith-based music space. However, as a songwriter, I I love, you know, getting to play different parts and, you know, put on different hats for for different types of songs and that will still exist and I want to grow as a songwriter and in every way, but those songs will be used for they're kind of like in a different bucket. They'll be pitched for ads and TV and stuff like that. So I don't know if that makes sense, but as an artist, this is who I am and just feels, I feel really at home and in writing songs that 
feed my soul in hopes that they will feed someone else's. Yeah, it sounds like there's a real freedom, you know, in yes. your own soul and a freedom also in your career mm-hmm. as it's unfolding, which is pretty rare, you know, where there's not yes. these crazy demands that just don't feel like you. So that's something that most of the world really cherishes when they see that in somebody, you know, that freedom. Even here, you talk about the freedom that you felt with this record more than any other. Mm -hmm. Like God walked you through these songs and you said, if one person's heart could turn the tiniest bit towards God through these songs, then that's plenty enough for you. Yes. Again, there's something just really beautiful there. And I'm I'm curious, you know, being obviously in a family, right, that Mm -hmm. is very musically inclined, having grown up in a family also that was very musically inclined, to have married into a family, clearly musically inclined. Yes. You know, this this role that music plays in the life of culture and in the life mm-hmm. of every human heart, every human story. You know, when did that begin for you? Were you, were you singing from the age of three uh, mm-hmm. or five? Were you writing music from the age of 10 or 11? Did, did you grow up a Stephen Curtis Chapman fan? And then suddenly you found <laughs> yourself married to his son? Um, I'm curious, has music just been a part of it from the beginning? Yes. Thanks for asking. I I know you were supposed to ask me a question, but I still feel so thankful that you're asking it to me because <laughs> it's so fun. So I'm like, do I need to not say thanks for asking every time? But I just need to thank you for asking because I appreciate it. Yes. Singing has been a part of my life for forever. I have a twin brother and two older sisters. And so all of us kids and then my parents all growing up, my dad and mom both are just huge music fans. Like they love music. And my dad is an amazing songwriter. And he, I grew up watching him sit down at the piano every single day out of joy. He just loves playing and he still sits down every day and, and plays, even if it's just for a moment. And I grew up hearing him do that and hearing my mom you know, chime in with harmony, you know, beside him. And then it was just sort of the soundtrack of our house. And so my parents would sing at church and weddings all the time when we were little. And then when when we were old enough, we would, you know, the Edwards family would hop up and, you know, do the whole, you know, sing Christmas Eve service at church and, you know, do the special music and different combinations of us or, you know, solos or whatever. So, was very much just in our house. And then one summer, my siblings and I all kind of picked up the guitar at the same time, just sort of doing our best to learn songs. And we'd all look up songs we wanted to learn online. And my dad would help us. And we all kind of just stumbled into it. And then before you know it, we're all you know, sharing our latest song in the living room. And it was just that for a, for a long time, which is a really really special thing. And I'm so thankful that was so encouraged and so valued in my house. So much so that the second I said I wanted to move to Nashville, it was like, absolutely. Like no question about it. Full support, a thousand percent support. So to answer your question, yes, music, singing was always, always around us growing up. And I that's one of the the few really, really clear things in my life is that I've always known that I'm going to do music. I went to college and I wanted to have a college experience and I really valued my time there and 
and my education and the experiences I had, but I was playing shows during college and I was anticipating full-time pursuing music after school. And, and I was pursuing it while I was in school too. So I just, I'm really thankful that that clarity of calling was ingrained into me so early on trying to answer all the questions in one. Let's see. I started writing songs in high school on guitar. My dad set up a little recording situation for me in my bedroom. So I had fun doing that, messing around with that. He definitely was a Stephen Curtis Chapman fan growing up. Huge fan. My family was a huge fan. My my parents would sing his songs at weddings and church and all that sort of stuff. And took them a yeah. while, I'm sure, to get on board with the whole idea of you marrying Will. I mean, that that was, I'm sure, a slow, painful <laughs> oh, process, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. Oh no, we were. Will and I met and married quickly, and we all we all fell in love with him. <laughs> it's amazing. So. It's amazing. And I did hear a bit of that story during the Christmas tour in Nashville back in December oh, you did? when you were opening up for Stephen Curtis. And it was a great night. And it's just so beautiful to see Aww, families. I'm so glad you were there. Able to make music together, to, to, to be a witness to hope. And maybe just as a kind of way of closing out the conversation, this thread of hope, this, this thread of really wanting people to know that that God is their father, that God is their protector, that God really does have this beautiful plan for their lives, even when things feel out of control, even when mm-hmm. we're, we're terrified or paralyzed, right? And that seems like a, a real theme of this album and perhaps a really, really providential theme given the state of the world right now. So just any closing words that you would want to communicate, you know, to to young people, to families. We've got patrons all the way in England and New Zealand and different wow. parts of the English-speaking world who really do believe that that beauty matters and and maybe most importantly, believing in the beauty of God's love and the power mm-hmm. that that has in these times to bring people, even as you put it, one step closer into that loving relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So if you could imagine, you know, a few thousand young people across a few different continents, what's the message you want to give them, certainly from this podcast episode, but especially mm-hmm. from this from this album as they listen to it as well? Well, what's coming to mind right now is just that there's always more of him to experience. There's always more. And I think the the delight of being human is that hunger for more. And it's that seeking him and finding him and seeking him and finding him some more and seeking him some more and finding him some more. And when the richness of his presence becomes our everything is when we're satisfied, you know, no matter what's going on around us because he is constant. And with Meadow, you know, I hope that these songs remind people, I pray that they bring peace because of the spirit of God and he brings peace. And yeah, I would say that there's just, it's, it's so exciting because there's always more of him and there's always, you know, like you were saying to step, you know, one, one step closer into who he is. It's just, to me, it's, it's such an adventure and such a thrill and a joy to know him because he delights to make us feel known and he delights to speak to the language of each of our hearts. And he's, I believe he specifically 
loves us and specifically delights in us. And I am praying that he hides love notes throughout this record to everyone who hears so that they feel like, you know, and it's not about my songs or my voice or my songwriting. If, if my dream comes true for this record, it's not about any of that. It's about his presence and his voice within it all, speaking to people and helping people really believe how loved they are and how cared for they are all the time, no matter what. Jillian, thank you so much. I want to conclude with almost where we began. And a world dressed in sorrow, show me the delight of being human. And to witness to that through not just your music, but now through your words, through your, just your own joy, your unshakable joy and your, your confidence in the Lord's love is a really necessary and powerful thing in the world today. And, and again, especially in these times. So massive thanks from Love Good, all of our oh. listeners, all of our patrons. We cannot wait to not only listen to this album a hundred times over and pray with it, but to share it and get the word out. And of course, to just continue this journey with you uh, yes. as we do seek that place of rest and that place of, you know, deep communion or intimacy with God, our yes. own interior meadow. So, uh, yeah, I hope this is the first Thank of many you. conversations to come, Jillian. Thank you so much for being a part of today. Thank you. It's so good to talk to you. Really, really a joy. Thank you so much. Until our next. Show me how to stay here, stay here, stay I mean, I hate to say it, but I told you so. I mean, come on, that conversation was next level. I, I still feel like I, I'm on retreat, just having heard some of the beautiful truth that just came out of Jillian so naturally as we were talking about this new project and really this new direction that her career is taking right now. I mean, she's somebody who's had major hits in the EDM space. She's had cover albums that have been streamed millions and millions of times. And now she's finally putting out her own original music. And of course, you know, she is just a Jesus-loving woman. I mean, how else do you say it? And it is so inspiring, as always, to see people's faith and artistry collide. And that is absolutely the case for Jillian Edwards and especially this brand new project, Meadow, which is going out to all of our higher level patrons. But this Thursday, the live stream, that's Thursday, May 28th, we're doing a live stream with Jillian Edwards that is available to anybody and everybody. Another one of our live stream concerts brought to you by our patrons. Again, go to lovegoodlive.com to get signed up. Up. If you're as pumped as I am right now about Jillian Edwards, The Riverside, the Orazio Prayer Book 3rd Edition, a beautiful piece of artwork from Angela Richmond, a former Love Good apprentice, the Love Good masks, and so many other things featured in this summer package, you really owe it to yourself to go to joinlovegood.com and also make sure that you subscribe as a patron because frankly, most of these things disappear after the package goes out. We've sometimes got a few leftover copies of things laying around, but generally this is your only chance to get your hands on a lot of this content. So 
definitely go to lovegoodlive.com, get signed up for the live stream. And then of course, if you're just ready for premium content all year round, as well as beautiful seasonal packages, today is your day. Join lovegood.com. By the way, next week, I've got a really amazing guest by the name of Dave Barnes. He's a, uh, a Nashville celebrity as far as I'm concerned. We met 16 years ago when I was a freshman in college. He has since gone on to write songs that have had him nominated for Grammys. He's one of Nashville's finest singer-songwriters, and he's coming back to the Love Good podcast for the second time. We're so pumped about that. This is going to be our last normal episode of season three next week with Dave Barnes. So tune in. As always, nothing but love and prayers from Nashville. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Massive thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. If you like this week's episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, share it on social media, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then join us on the front lines of building a better culture by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Our patrons get all kinds of incredible exclusive content, such as a weekly long-form video of the podcast, a monthly live stream house concert with our artists, and a seasonal package that will raise your standard for music, books, and art forever. Thanks again for tuning in. It's an honor to accompany you as you change the world.